1: and welcome back 877-474-3302 we're looking for a guest so hopefully yeah well
0: we... i uh hopefully nothing bad happened with our guest cuz i had a lovely letter from them they were looking forward to it so well, you we'll, know we know that life happens
1: <laughs> not on this show
0: <laughs> Life has to happen, especially on this show. Yeah,
1: exactly. <laughs> All right, so let's talk about. We, we have a little time to kill. You know, just a little time. We have an hour, so uh, waiting for our guests if we if they were able to get there. So I want to talk to you a little bit about. We you know we've been talking about the, uh, twittering and and I, you know I've started to get more active on Twitter. We now have you know eight hundred plus followers on Twitter, and you know I keep getting. I found two interesting things on Twitter, and I don't know if you found this or not, or if they send them. To men versus women, whatever. But you um, you have these sex sites or these sites that try to sell you users online. You know, they 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 tell you that there's you know you can buy users and things like that. And it's always got this gorgeous girl's picture, right? In it, you know, and and you know guys. Now, are such do they direct
0: saps. message you on Twitter? Uh,
1: no, uh, no, no, no. They don't direct message you. They just come on with a picture of a beautiful girl, which, of course, is like the, as we always see in the movies, the, you know, the sex talks line where you think you're talking to this beautiful woman and it's really someone that's right, 82 right, years right, old. Right, right. So it's kind of the same concept that they put a picture on. And that and, and as a guy, you go, oh, oh, guy, you know. Oh, it,
0: good. It, oh, Yay.
1: We oh, <laughs> all right. Marsha, we, we can talk about Twitter a little bit later. So you want to, should we talk to Bob now?
0: Well, I'm a crazy fanboy, so I want everybody on their computer to go to the Sea Crane website. For years, I have been following Sea Crane because I'm a radio nut. I mean, I'm a radio nut beyond all nuts. <laughs> and whenever there was technology, new, exciting technology for <clears throat> radio, a company kept coming up, Sea Crane. Right. And I'm like, what is the Sea Crane? And then when we were at CES, um, I met someone from C-Crane, and yep. I said, you know, you guys invented something called a twin-coil ferrite AM antenna. Um, and what it's supposed to do is, I don't know if you've ever had a problem getting AM radio, no, but sir. I'm always traveling. I, I i love AM radio wherever mm-hmm. I go, even though we have the web. Right. So they sent me one, and I tested it out. I opened the box and I felt like I was kind of a kid in a sci-fi movie <laughs> and I read the instructions right and indeed there is a twin coil ferrite antenna and easy
1: for you to say
0: it is magic it is magic. You can pick up radio. Now, think about in an emergency situation how valuable sure. this could be. So I'm not going to drone on. I'm going to get Bob on the line. Please. Bob, uh am I an, enough of a sick fanboy of your your business?
2: <laughs> Hello. Hi, Bob. Welcome, Bob. Thanks well, for joining us. Thank you very much for having me on, and, and thank you for your blessings of the Twin Coil Ferrite. It is a religious icon at our company, too, I think. <laughs>
0: <laughs> now, how, tell me a little bit about your company and then tell us how you develop all the things you develop.
2: Well, we started about, uh, oh, my gosh, we're getting near 30 years for the radio company. Um, and we started on a lark. I, I, too, get my nourishment from radio. It's one of my big roots. And I'm not quite sure why, but it sure rings a bell for me. And so we started uh, developing. I couldn't get the stations I wanted, so we actually helped develop an antenna uh, the main person was making him in his basement in Wisconsin. Oh, and gosh. we started the company on a lark. Uh, we had, uh, uh, as I remember, 350 hard earned dollars capital.
0: Wow. <laughs> nice. I love to hear that.
2: <laughs> so we did it. Uh, we turned uh, inventory over 24 times a year <laughs> for the first oh, few goodness. years. <laughs> so it, it, was, it was quite a, uh, quite fun, quite an adventure.
1: So to explain us how this antenna, it, where does it get, expand the service to?
2: Well, it's for someone probably best looked at if you already have a weak signal and it just drives you crazy or you, you hope to get a station but you can barely hear it. And I, I think actually what it does, if you can barely get a station, maybe not even understand the words, but you can hear the little boop, boop in the background the twin coil ferrite is normally powerful enough to bring that signal into full signal strength. And, I
0: mean, uh, I know... Especially, Mark, have you experienced that at night with an AM radio? Well, because sure. Because I mean, at night, I... somehow, this, uh, how does that happen? Why do the signals get weak at night, Bob?
2: Well, they actually, in some ways, they get stronger and weaker. They fade in and out. But there's an uh, ionosphere, which are you know, parts of electrons that are up in space, and they congeal and form a mirror. So the AM radio signal goes up and bounces back down. Now, if that ionosphere is disturbed because of a meteor or because of, like, we're starting to get solar flares now, then it goes in and out.
1: I mean, I come from a, from AM radio, where we used to, you know, and it's still, I think, today is if you had a 50,000-watt radio station, you had really clear reception. But ABC, oddly enough, had a 5,000-watt radio station. So as big as an ABC network as we were, people in outlying areas just couldn't pick it up. So this would give them the ability to do this, I assume.
2: Well, again, you go back to, it would in most cases. Normally, you can double the range of a station. So if you're if the station in Los Angeles was 5,000 watts and it went uh, normally uh, 75 miles, well, then you would have a good chance of getting it at uh, 150 miles away.
1: Hmm. That's cool, Marcia. Yeah.
0: Yeah, I mean, it's absolutely fascinating. And with everybody who says, well, I can get all I need through the Internet, how important is radio in the future?
2: Well, that's an interesting question, and, and it's actually a complex one if you really look at it. Because, We're waiting. <laughs> <yeah>. <laughs> um, you know, I think it, both formats have a place. I don't think there's anything like listening to your local station for news and weather. Now, you can get it on the Internet, but that certainly is less convenient trying to get your phone and carry it around or put earplugs in. So I think it has to do with convenience, audio quality. You're certainly busy in the morning when you want to hear the news. That's not a time to wear earbuds or drag a phone around.
0: Or you don't want to wear down your battery, which is always my thing. And I, when I couldn't get my AM radio, I, I was told, well, just listen to it on your, on, on your tablet. And I'm thinking, mm-hmm. I am not using a $700 tablet to listen to radio. <laughs> so radio. This is ridiculous. Um, and, and that's why, you know, I think radio is so important and also in emergency situations, right?
2: Yeah, and in an emergency, it's really the only thing that's going to stay up uh, because there's backup generators, et cetera, et cetera.
1: Now, so do any of your radios plug? Uh, you know, now every car is coming with a, an iPod adapter or, or some kind of adapter where you can plug in. Do you have to, uh, your radios where you can plug into a car and keep it charging? Like, for example, a Wi Fi radio?
2: You know, we don't. We haven't made that jump because car radios are a separate sector. In other words, they have to have certain performance characteristics. It's a very competitive field, to be quite frank. It's kind of like, uh, you know, a new television set. So if someone makes $3 on the final product, they're happy. And I'm like, you know, we can't do that as our, at our type of company. We don't have the way to market, you know, a bazillion auto radios. And, uh, so the rest of the companies are really taking that share of the market. So we're more of a homebody, uh, outfit. Got it. And
0: they, they have a product which is an MP3 recorder. Yep. player that's built into an AM radio, which is very cool. Um, it's the CC Witness, right?
2: That's correct. <laughs> and it's about the only one in the world with an AM radio on board.
0: And it can record if you just want it to record radio. And you can play it back later. I purchased a long time ago that I've traveled. I've had multiple ones that I've purchased from you. Uh, small pocket AM radios that no matter what hotel I'm in, you notice that you would go into a hotel and you can't get AM radio. It just doesn't happen. I don't know why. But I s- purchase a small pocket radio from you, and I can get AM radio in any city. Uh, that.
2: That's right. So the, the, the quality of our radios, I think, you know, part of the problem with radio, probably not a major part, but the quality of the actual radios we've purchased for the last 40 years has gone downhill, and we're going back up in our opinion, and trying to bring out good products that actually work well, as well as they can uh, work.
0: Now, what about uh, shortwave? A lot of people are getting back into shortwave yeah, now, thinking... which is kind of weird. Yeah.
2: <laughs> it's very odd. But you know, I think if you if you look at the world and, and say, well. Someone could put an EMP bomb off, you know, 60 miles above, and we're not going to have anything. Well, the shortwave radio would be one of the few uh, means of communication at that point in time.
1: Aren't you a cheery guy?
2: Oh, I am (laughs) marvelous. I don't want, you know, also you have a better chance of dying from a tsunami than a car accident. (laughs) That's really bad. But this is that was done by Lawrence Livermore uh, Laboratories to figure that one out. That wasn't me. (laughs)
1: No, exactly. Now I know you also have the wind up, which I I think are really important that everybody should have a wind up emergency radio.
2: It's vitally important um, because some people haven't been through a a disaster, and when you do have a disaster, you need light, you need a radio, and it becomes vital where a radio is worth an easy ten thousand dollars at that point in time where you have no means of communication, and people don't realize. Are you in California, correct? Yes. Oh, I was a in the Northridge
0: earthquake.
2: earthquake. Yes. You too, yes. and I were both in that area. <laughs> yeah. So then you you understand that um, that you just it's it's hopeless at a certain point in time if you don't have something. Uh, and all cell phones, generally, the web probably is going to be out. But the web was surprisingly stable in Haiti. You know, when that uh, big earthquake happened. Mm-hmm. So I was, really? I was in, yes, I was very encouraged by that. I couldn't believe it, but the internet stayed up if they had auxiliary power and a way to get uh, get out.
1: You know, Bob, we're going to take a break in just a second, and I ho- hopefully you can stay with us, uh, because I want to talk to you about some of the little toys that you have. Oh, the sure, I'd love to. Toys. Yeah.
0: Not I mean, only yeah. the toys, but Sea uh, Crane has made great inroads. Now, I remember now where I first heard Bob talk, and that was, I think, in early 2000s with Art Bell on the radio. Oh, <laughs> gosh,
1: old Art Bell was on <laughs> KBC <laughs> yes. when I was on KBC, yes. Uh, is yeah, Art
0: still and, around and, somewhere? Uh, art is now in. I think living it was in the Paramus Philippines or something. Oh, is he just being just being rich? Uh,
1: well, he was taken I there after after his alien trip. He got that's taken it. up into the space guy. And, and Sea
0: C-Crane, Crane's <laughs> doing something on LED lighting that I want to talk about. All too. right, because we're going to come back. doing great stuff.
1: Lots of cool stuff ahead. Eight seven seven four seven four three three zero two. We'll be right back.
0: This is Marsha Collier and Bob. Uh, Bob Crane and Mark Cohen on WS Radio, the worldwide leader in Internet talk.
3: You are listening to Computer and Technology Radio with your hosts, Mark Cohen and Marsha Collier.
4: If you own a business, here's a concept that can give your business a serious breakthrough. I call it the stadium pitch. What if I could put all of your potential buyers in a giant stadium and give you the chance to walk out and present to them all at once, making your company famous in a single day? Could you do it? 99% of business owners surveyed are not prepared. Are you? If we put you in front of all your potential buyers right now, listen, there are 14 strategic objectives for an opportunity like this, and I'll bet you won't think of more than two or three. Heck, I'll give you all 14 if you call 800 833-0111. 833-0111. This is Tony Robbins. I've spent the last three decades creating business breakthroughs, and now I've teamed with Chet Holmes, the author of the number one business book, The Ultimate Sales Machine. This stadium pitch concept is invaluable if you're a business owner who wants to be at the cutting edge of business breakthroughs today. And it's expertly depicted in a stunning report that I'll give you as my gift if you call 800-833-0111. Leave us your email, and we'll email the report to you in five seconds. Call 800 800- 833 Zero one one one.
0: Talk, talk to me. WSRadio.com Welcome back to Computer and Technology Radio with your hosts, Mark Cohen and Marsha Collier.
1: And welcome back. 877-474-3302. Marsha, we're talking to Bob Crane from CC Crane. they got some really cool stuff
0: c crane not cc crane
1: i mean i mean c crane I, I always well, is, said CC crane, yeah,
0: but it's yeah. c crane
1: <laughs> c crane sorry about that yeah c crane i've always said cc crane why is that bob does everybody I know. do that you know it's a very
2: common uh thing i hear so i'm not going to worry about it
0: okay, okay. as long as, as they, long find, as they you, right? find the website right <laughs> yeah i wanted okay first thing i want to ask you about before we get into your toys is you've done a lot lately on led lighting and I bought an LED bulb, and uh, tell us why LED lights are the most important and why you think they are the new hot ticket.
2: <laughs> well, it, 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 it's actually it's very interesting, and it's, all, it's a roller coaster, too, at the same time. You know, we're a small company, but we put our heart and soul into LEDs, and we developed the first viable LED bulb in the world first flashlight also and up until recently i believe we're the most efficient light bulb in the world so for a, a small company i'll give not me but the people that work uh with c crane huge accolades on that but and but the trouble is you know the expense was high on i mean it, it was over a hundred dollars at first now we're down to 25
1: that's These, per bulb
2: <laughs> but right. the, the bulbs actually do pay off but that's a paradigm shift for almost everyone, to think that you can pay uh, even $60 for a bulb and have it pay off. Well, it does pay off. It pays off in one year. It costs, um, you know, uh, a 60-watt bulb, if you burn it 24-7, is six, uh, it's uh, $60 a year. I think it's, you know, it might be 30 I might be doubling everything the wrong way. But it still pays off in the first year at $25 or in six months, so it is, yeah, it is quite, it is, it's It's amazing how much a bulb costs to run. So if you have a bulb that's going to last you the rest of your lifetime and save you several hundred dollars, people, I think, I don't know why people are apprehensive to get it. It could be because they don't believe it. Uh, I, I know I would be hesitant, but those <laughs> bulbs are here now. Uh, and there's other good bulbs coming out, too. I would be very careful and, and research in fine detail which bulb you end up buying though i would make that strong now
0: now you mentioned that because i bought one and it wasn't from your company and it seems to run hot Uh, maybe that's my imagination but it seems to give off heat do led lights give off heat
2: you know you shouldn't be having a high temperature you should be able to just touch the light bulb without getting burned and you should be able to put your hands on it for say you know 20 or 30 seconds without getting a burn if you're getting too hot to handle, um, most likely that bulb, is, well, not most likely, but perhaps that bulb is not made properly because LEDs are just like hard drives or other silicon chips. If you run them at a high temperature, um, generally they don't last as long. So keeping that temperature down is critical.
0: I see. Now, and I, I now do they, are they as, you know, compact fluorescent bulbs have, you know, oh, no, don't break it, you've got an environmental hazard if you break the bulb. Do they have mercury, lead, and all the bad stuff?
2: No, there's no uh, contamination that you can get from a bulb that I'm aware of. You know, even And they use no-lead solder on all the joints now, so there's no lead in it. The, um, and there are some, uh, maybe one day they'll want to mine the rare earth uh, elements that are in the bulb, but there's just a tiny amount that does the job.
1: Now, so, I have a question for you. Yeah. I, I, I have, and I don't, frankly, I don't know what I have, but I've started converting the house over, and I definitely have to try your bulbs. Uh, are the LEDs the same as what I have? Does it take a bit for the room to light up, or do they like a regular light light up?
2: They light up immediately. They do? Okay, yeah. so that's
1: not what I have, apparently.
2: Mm-hmm. I have and the then, kind
1: that slowly light the room, which is very annoying.
2: Yeah, the compact fluorescence. That's good in the bathroom because they don't want to see yourself in the morning that fast. <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, the uh, uh, no, they light up generally instantaneously. And, and again, the technology in this area... You know, you're involved with technology. You've seen the changes take place over the last one, two, three, four, five years. Well, LEDs are in a horse race I've never seen before. It is developing so fast. So, you know, I think it might be wise to sit back, but you could study. But, again, it's a product you can buy now, and it's paid off in in a year or two. So what's the point of waiting? Right. And, and well, that's bulbs, true, right. and
0: these bulbs fit into regular Edison, believe it or not, audience, they still call them an Edison screw in fixture. It's an Edison medium. Uh, and right. they all fit in there. Uh, but here's another question. Um, I wrote a whole, in one of my books, a whole thing about Kelvin. And when you have different color light bulbs in your home, Things will look different. If you have a fluorescent bulb, you may have a bluish cast. A daylight bulb, you may have a, a yellow cast. Um, what kind of cast do you get with an LED?
2: The LED is variable. So you can buy a warm white on up to a cool white. The cool white put out the most light per watt. So if there's a situation where you can use lots of light, like a, you know, more of a work type area, not a kitchen necessarily, you know, a kitchen could be more of a soft white. A bathroom, you're going to have to have warm white. Uh, most people, but the cool white, where you can use lots of light, like on a, a, a enclosed porch and an enclosed fixture outdoors, why not? Um, what about
0: that, daylight? Is there well, a again, fluorescent can, bulb you, that's daylight?
2: You can pick any color you want. It, right. Literally, you might you're going to have to switch manufacturers, but uh, the colors are actually. It. I don't. I have never met anybody that didn't get a soft white bulb and didn't like that color more than any bulb they've ever had before because it's You're, a new it's more it's it's a joyous color
0: no i i quite agree with you and i will have to email you a white paper from one of my books where i actually did kelvin testing on light bulbs to see how things look not necessarily people but how uh things looked and it was quite amazing that uh different kelvins will set the tone of a room
2: it does and so you know, these are things, there's there's two ways of looking at it. There's, if you're, you know, if energy is, uh, right now we pay 12 or 15 cents a kilowatt. If, if energy goes up to a dollar a kilowatt or something ridiculous, then we are all going to be blind buying blue, uh, bluish colors. And and believe it or not, overseas, if you're in the Philippines or, or in a lot of other so-called third world country, uh, countries, they're all blue and they don't want the other blue. So it's what we're used to also. It's, it's, very interesting and more, in some ways more complex, but in some ways simple. But there are some great colors coming out from many different manufacturers now that are very well made. You know, I'd be looking at our bulbs to see what we have. Philips has some good bulbs coming out. Uh, those are two, two good manufacturers.
5: Now a
1: question that I have one of the selling points of of you know the original fluorescent type bulbs and everything is that you instead of if you needed a 100 watt bulb or you could use a 100 watt if you got a 60 it would give you the same illumination of 100 is that correct in those or whatever the numbers work out to be
2: Yeah it's about 4 to 1 so if you buy oh my gosh 15 watts or so you're going to be up to 60 and and if you buy 25 watt fluorescent the trouble is when you start getting those higher wattage in in LED bulbs and in fluorescent bulbs, they become a little bit more finicky. Mm. They don't run as well at those high temperatures, but there have been some great strides in LED bulbs where they're now uh, uh, making 75-watt bulbs, which is pretty darn close to 100 watts for most purposes. And LED light appears brighter. So most people couldn't tell the difference between a 75-watt equivalent uh uh, led to a 100 uh, watt incandescent because the color is a little brighter too
1: so at, as you put these in your home what is your recommendation for the average person to fill their house with light at what wattage
2: well i would try to use the lowest wattage you can at any point in time and and see how it works over time so don't replace all your bulbs replace a few and mm-hmm. depends on how much you want to save energy too and if you look at the lumens that a bulb puts out, that's the key word, lumens. And then look at the wattage. You can kind of figure out how many lumens you're getting per watt. And that's a figure uh, that, you know, you, everyone's going to have to become familiar with, or they should be. Um, and, you know, here's the other key, too. With these new LED bulbs that are expensive, any bulb you have on 24-7, like a kitchen light or a porch light that you just don't bother to uh, turn off, those are the ones that you can replace today. <laughs> with a new yes. LED bulb,
1: sure, and right.
2: and that would save, uh, you know, that's probably ten percent of the lighting bill is a bulb that's left on all the time.
1: Right, we do and, that during the night. Yeah, we leave and, our outside light.
2: And so that those are the bulbs you want to replace, and that's where you really get your money back too.
0: I have to ask you, you make two different kind of bulbs, and I'm tad confused. You make a Geo bulb and a Power Vivid, well, and you make a CC Vivid. What's Uh, in a nutshell, the difference between the three?
2: The CC Vivid is equivalent to what's on the market by most of the manufacturers. The GeoBulb is um, the Sherman tank of the LDD (laughs) business. There's nobody with a longer guarantee uh, than the GeoBulb, or more lumens per watt for that matter. There's people that are nipping at our heels now, but the lumens per watt and the longevity of the GeoBulb 3 is, 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 is a milestone.
0: Okay, yeah, I just tweeted out because a couple of people were asking about the LEDs and your bulbs. so I tweeted out the chart from your website. Um, tell everybody where they can find out more because we're coming to the end here.
2: <laughs> well, yeah. we have you can go to geobulb.com and that's mostly an informational website. and our main website is uh, ccrane.com for purchasing.
1: That's correct. Can you send Marcia and I like a thousand of these because we just want to. I don't <laughs> think one is sufficient.
2: I'll send you a few because you know it's funny because we're we're now in our fourth year of our bulbs are running and it's been fun to we the, we're not we're, we just have so few that have burned out we have we love it. That's
0: great. <laughs> is that great Thank to you. hear? Somebody is excited about technology. Yes. Uh, it's great, Bob. And bless you and keep doing what you do. It's great. I'm a big proponent of small business, and you guys just do it right.
2: Well, thank we you. do the best we can, and i got a fine crew. So thank you very much for having us on. Our pleasure, Bob. Look forward to talking to you in the
1: future. Thanks okay. for being with us. Okay. Uh, yeah, Mark, Mar- I've got to do that, Marcia. I mean, you know, in the front of the house... I have the bulbs that burn out all the time, and it's such a pain uh, to have to go out and change them.
0: Or do you ever put an expensive uh, solar fixture outside and somebody steals it? Yes, yeah, I've uh, had that uh, happen. I uh,
1: haven't had that one. All right, <laughs> back, back with the buy of the week. It uh, won't be as much fun as, well, it'll be equally as fun. We'll be right back.
0: <laughs> this is Marsha Collier along with Mark Cohen, and we're on WS Radio, the worldwide leader in Internet talk. Visit ENDICIA dot com slash cool ebay tools.
6: We all need to work on a healthier lifestyle. The stresses of the day take their toll. And if we lack a healthy plan and activities, it's even harder to be fit. To make it easier for you to maintain a healthy lifestyle and reach fitness goals, Better Bodies by Chemistry and the Gina Alioti Fitness Network have joined together to work for you. Better Bodies by Chemistry is here to provide vitamins and supplements to support and improve your health at a great value. And Gina Alioti's fitness network provides the tools and a fitness environment where women can inspire each other to reach goals. With their help, you can achieve a healthy lifestyle that is realistic, no matter what your life encompasses. Joining the Gina Alioti fitness network assures that you will never be alone in your fitness journey. And with Better Bodies by Chemistry's products, you are assured of the finest quality at a great price. Learn more at ginaaliotti.com and BetterBodiesByChemistry.com. That's GinaAliotti.com and Better Bodies